Hey, all right, it's Sunday morning, almost 8 o'clock in the morning. It's a September, uh, nice and cool out here. It is September 22nd, everybody's finally cooling off. Bright, sunshiny day. We're walking bud, of course, and it's uh, a nice, cool 71 degrees with a 28% humidity. Apparently, we're going up to... 97 so it's gonna be hot so the sun's out I hope to get a run in here I need to do some running now that it's cool gotta get rid of my excuse not to run because it's cool out and uh, go at it so I put out a call to uh, the general to see if he wants to join for a podcast because I'm walking buddy but there's you know this is like no warning this is uh, spontaneous and uh, why am I doing this? I don't know. This is this is the podcast, the things we think, but do not podcast. So, yeah, I'm still processing the neuroticism. So I don't know if you listened to the last episode um, in about neuroticism and the f- big five personalities. So yeah, it sounded funny, and it's kind of is humorous, and I pretty much stand by the. The concept, but I tell you, I'm in a battle with my in my head. Of course, I'm in my head too much. They say, you know, but what's too much? Let's think Gaussian distributions, people. So Gaussian distribution is that bell curve. It's the tail. So I'm out on the tail, you know. I, I'm, I, you know, and and I beat myself up, and I'll I'll say I'm, I'm. Uh, have issues with this and that but really there's probably somebody who's even farther out than I am so there you go and uh, but it is a battle what, what am I talking about what am I talking about this battle right so there's a I didn't have a really good good night negative thinking you know getting panicky and uh, I'm, pro- I'm sure I'm not the only one who does this but you like kind of like Google things right you Google stuff and I'm because I'm in my head, and, it, and it's too convenient now. Maybe this is maybe a downside of technology, and it's not. Um, the the answer isn't like get rid of technology. It's we have to become smarter. I have to become smarter on how to deal with it. And uh, um, so it's frustrating because it's like why why do I have to deal with technology? Why? You know, because I let technology into my life, and and this is an example, like waking up in the middle of the night and thinking, like, well, I just did this neuroticism test, and I was able to show that personality can fluctuate. You know, if you an- if you spend five to eight minutes answering questions in a certain mental state or or uh, stress state or whatever you're meant mental state of the time so five to eight minutes of answering questions in that condition can result in a different personality and uh, if you just pause for a second and think about your answers and about what they say because the question the statements are so vague that it's like that the old Rorschach test I think it's called where they just like show you like pictures and like what do you think and it's just it's just getting at what's in your head and what's imagined you know what you imagine, and that's what I have, you know. So, 
so the 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 big failure mode and and I it need, I needed my wife to kind of get me out of this funk this morning because I was in a funk a couple hours ago and that is that uh, just to get confirmation on some thoughts so what I did was is I I'm like I'm thinking back in the last 48 hours of how I was able to get different results by thinking a little differently and all of a sudden I'm like I'm not neurotic see I'm not neurotic and I'm oh yeah and I'm like magically so higher on conscientiousness now so um, and I'm so agreeable and I got all the wonderful things I'm extroverted yeah I'm highly I'm just I got the perfect personality now because I thought about how I'm answering the questions and uh yeah so when i woke up i'm like wait a minute isn't there something called like multiple personality disorder (laughs) so so this is the failure mode again i'm going down a trail of negativity and instead of just like relaxing and saying okay you dealt with this this test thing move on to the next and but I come back to it, and I doubt it, and I analyze it some more. And then it it's actually turns out there's a new term, so I get fascinated by all this stuff, right? You know, um, the uh, disassociated something, um, disassociated identity or something, I don't know. So they have another name for multiple personality disorder, and I probably shouldn't even look at this stuff because my wife, my wife debunked it for me, saying, like, no... You don't have that. But I'm kind of um, intellectually or logically thinking like, well, wait a minute, I, 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 I do. Those two different test results show two different personality types, right? So what's with that? So I'm, I'm like, again, I'm putting away so much weight into these five to eight minutes or 10 minutes of answering 120 questions, or 120 statements and responding to them. So I thought I'd make full confession. That's what's a couple days later. So you think, I, I thought I won the battle and I was like at peace. And the battle came back in a different form. Sneaky little battle. So what most psychologists don't acknowledge um, spiritual, soul, evil, right? They, they just want to think that we can cognitive the therapy which is okay. I'm not, I'm not knocking cognitive therapy, I guess, but, or maybe, am I? I don't know. It's, I'm neither there, no. Give me a distribution curve. I'm not way out there. I'm not, I'm not ranting against it, but it's incomplete. It's got to be incomplete. The, the complete cognitive therapy is that, that um, we have an enemy. If you're, a, if, you're, if you're trying to do good, you want to do the good things, you want to be, um, following the right order, that we we have some uh, enemy of God, I guess you could say. So if you have a have a God um, respect that that uh, there is a God, right? And I'm not. I mean, I I personally believe in the the God that uh, is described by the Jewish people, and that all makes sense to me. That history. Uh, and it seems to have a a really strong basis in history. Now, could those people 
I, I just can't see him making this stuff up, right? I mean, it's just, that, that's the funny thing about the history of Judaism and Christianity. It's like, it, it doesn't make sense. A fiction writer would have a hard time probably coming up with that on, a, on their own, right? I mean, it's, in fact, there's been plenty of fiction writers that probably don't like, they don't, they probably consider themselves like intelligent, you know, and, and they're probably like atheistic oriented and they probably don't like the Jewish Christian story. You know, and they, they'll just, they're not going to be Hindus or Buddhists or Shintos or uh, Muslims, but, uh, you know, they're definitely against this uh, Jewish Christian story thing. And, uh, but even they probably couldn't creatively come up with this thing. It's, and, and I'm not, in a, this is not an apologetics podcast. I'm not trying to prove anything because I do believe it's the spirit that reveals God to us. But and yet I struggle, right? I struggling. And it's part of the marination process. Because I want to talk about the Spirit. I want the Spirit to be the number one thing. And I want to walk in the Spirit. And and yet I'm being challenged with these negative thoughts. And I can take some solace in the fact that I guess Martin Luther struggled with things as well. And, uh, you know, and I'm even talking to my wife this morning. Help me debunk the process. There is a negative thoughts. There's goofy thoughts. I get goofy thoughts in my head. And I go down paths that are pretty incredible. So I'm sharing them with you. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I won't publish this. But I think it's, it's a transparency thing. It's, a, it's real. And I'm going to check and see. You know, the general has not replied. So we'll probably get through the, the, the buddy walk here before the general chimes in, but that's okay. We'll keep going. So what else? I'm, I'm gonna, it's, it's ugly, the battle in the mind. And uh, I think we jump to the solution, right? So I'm working through it. And whenever I work through this battle in my mind, I'll probably be like, okay, here's the answer, but it's really not. It's not, it's not the, it's not the pain of, uh, of the end. So I'm, I'm in a process. And a couple of thoughts were analogous would be like my wife did a great job cooking yesterday and she made all kinds of dishes and cakes and desserts and she's bringing them to a um, church event, some kind of celebration and um, what, they, what they call it, like a potluck type thing, right? So she, she probably put in like a good two hours, maybe three or four preparing all kinds of meals. Some of it's for us, right? Some of it's for my son and I, so we can have a a chicken pot pie. And I commented, because, I mean, cooking and baking is not my thing, and I commented to my wife about how sad it is to me that um, she can put three, four hours into baking these wonderful things. And how, how do we eat? Think about how we eat. You know, we, we, we accept... A, a slice of cake with a nice uh, squirt of whipped cream on top or, or ice cream or something. 
and we consume it in like five minutes. And yet there was at least an hour of uh, devotion to creating that wonderful dessert. And yet maybe five people will enjoy less than five minutes of uh, great tasting, sweet, fresh, healthy cake, right? So from a logical, mathematical point of view, hours of input, preparation, baking, the effort is enjoyed in very little time, you know? And uh, many things are, unfortunately, many things are like that. The other analogous kind of concept is learning a foreign language when someone told me like, oh, that's easy. I think I can learn that after like two days being in the country or something and all of a sudden it's going to be easy. <laughs> it's, it's easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really easy. So, um, and, that, and that's a little bit like the cake, you know, making a cake and uh, you bake it for hours and then for me, it's sad. I mean, my wife said, well, no, I don't mind that. She's like, I like baking the cake. I like doing the process. And yes, she spent an hour on it and baked and did all kinds of things. And yes, she knows it's going to be consumed in five minutes, disappear. And they get some level of joy out of it. But, you know, but the joy, the effort was already put in. I don't know. Maybe there's something here. I don't know. But... um, She's baking the cake. She's doing the ingredients. She plans it out. She buys all the stuff. There's a lot of, a lot of effort that goes into food, and we just consume it in five. I mean, a full meal. You can you can consume a full meal in ten or fifteen minutes. Just think about Thanksgiving dinners, right? It seems like it goes on for an hour or something, but really the actual eating part is uh, is not that much. Not much time. But hours go into these preparations and days even, like as you think a week ahead, like, oh, here comes Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, and I, I can't be alone in like having very little appreciation for it. And it must, and it's kind of sad. Is that a God thing? Is that how, how God has created this wonderful world, the sunshine, and, and I'm just not acknowledging it. I don't see it. And... Uh, there's a nice little rabbit, bud. Um, and they created the rabbit. And then Bud's like all excited. The dog, he's like, hey, it's a rabbit. <laughs> so I'm starting to, I'm, I'm recognizing that maybe this is really deeply philosophical kind of talk. But it's, the core of it is just regular living. It's, it's philosoph- philosophical in the little things that we all experience every day. Every day we eat. You know, hopefully we're not just always pulling out a can of uh, food that's been prepared and just opening the can and throwing it in a pot. If it was up to me, that's probably what I would be living on, but I have to be thankful that my wife loves to cook and she loves to create and she puts effort in it and she makes wonderful meals. And she's like, not, it's not that she, she, she you know, confesses that she's kind of worn out from it. She's kind of tiring. It takes a lot of energy to do that. And then we can think about, well, there's a, that's a, a little sign of God's creation 
and we're walking on this planet and our muscles are ready for gravity to hold ourselves upright to walk. I mean, this whole quote-unquote miracle of existence. And it's, uh, we have wisdom texts, Judaism, and all those Judaism, Old Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, all the wonderful books we so casually refer to are because God interacted with Abraham and the people after him and Moses and uh, David interaction. He's still interacting today with us. And uh, he's made a cake for us and we eat it in five minutes. And we're like, oh, thanks, God. That was good. Hey, but let's go over here for a second. So probably that's, you can probably stop the podcast right now and uh, you've got a lot to think about right there. And I noticed this about myself um, a few in the last month or so. I kind of need to talk because otherwise if I'm left to my own thoughts of my own, I kind of spiral into negativity. So it's a bit embarrassing, I suppose, because I don't have it all together. I'm like not this, I'm not this uh, whole um, psychologically perfected, right in the mean. I'm like just this like right in the bell curve where everybody else lives, you know. And I do, and I, okay, as I describe that, I do acknowledge that that's no fun. A lot of people laugh about it. Oh, no, you, you know, get out your freak, what is it called? It's your freak flag. Get your freak flag out. Yeah, get your freak, freak flag. <laughs> Let your freak flag fly. Be yourself. Just be you. Yeah, yeah, just be you. Well, the, the painful thing is, some, I have a, what is it, the... Uh, limiting belief or something I, I just want to be accepted right so and and be loved <laughs> and i i shouldn't be laughing because it's true and i've just been triggered too i've been triggered by i gotta why and that's my wife brought it up i i'm so easily triggered and to this the one listener that might be listening is like i'm hyper i've said this so many times and i she she probably hears it and maybe she acknowledges it but i'm hyper responsive to everything and, I, and again, I know I'm not, I'm not alone on this. There's 7 billion people on the planet. So there's probably at least 100,000 people like me or even work, quote unquote, to the f- further out. I was going to say worse than me, but it's not worse. It's just, again, it's our freak flags being ourselves. And are we going to love one another? And I want, and we all want to be loved. But the triggering is I watched this Rocket Man movie with Elton John. And so you get a movie and it presents things. And his father was kind of presented as a jerk, and he probably was, to, 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 to his perspective. And they talk so much about perception as reality. So obviously Elton John, I think his name was Reginald Dwight in England, um, probably had a perception that it wasn't real healthy in the family, and it probably wasn't. Um, I'm as In my age now, I'm, I watch that movie, I'm empathetic with his father because I'm kind of doing the math I'm putting things together and, I, and it's a movie and I'm kind of like well I think the guy probably was in World War II because 
I think Elton John was born in 47. So, I, and I think his parents were 1925. So his father was probably 22 years old when he had um, Elton John Dwight, or Reginald Dwight uh, was born when he was 22 years old and he probably just got out of um, World War II. Now, it's a movie, so they don't go into the depths of why the guy might be behaving that way. And I'm sure psychologists would say, like, well, yeah, you got to look at the, you know, why this person does that. But it's a movie, right? Most people just watch the movie and and just go, well, that's sad. That's all, you know. But And, and, and I know it's not the reason for Elton John's gills because that, that was just a gift. I mean, he was gifted amazingly gifted and that was the major part of the movie was um his musical gift that he could just create the music to these lyrics and there was a wonderful relationship between his writer songwriter friend uh and himself and the songwriter friend the theme there was loving right so his songwriter friend didn't wasn't gay because that's the other major part of the movie is this homosexuality thing and uh his friend loved him for the way he was he didn't love him in a homosexual way like other characters in the movie sadly i mean i don't know if this is a message but one you know everybody watches these things and they pick up various things from these movies but it triggers me back to the thing. I get triggered because I'm like, oh, jeez, look at this. You know, they portray his dad as being a jerk. Well, his dad probably was a jerk. And and there, and unfortunately, there's he's <laughs> the movie's not about his dad. But I, I, I'm empathetic, and I'm like, well, there's doggone reasons probably why he is kind of a jerk, right? Why is he a jerk? Well, he's probably in World War II, and saw some things or even if he didn't see things he was part of this overall nasty time in history and it it has an impact on people in fact i mean think about today even in today there's all this politics and stuff and there's news and people some people say like well to, to help with your um, emotional feelings stop watching the news stop watching political programs and things and and I, I can see that as a as a benefit, and then but then I also realize like everything's not black and white, you know. There's every I mean there's this there's like I'm hyper responsive. So if someone says like oh that you know like oh that's my problem. I'm watching too much of this, and I and, I, and we we watch Rocket Man because we um, wanted we thought well we, Elton John made some good music. We we grew up with that. We heard those songs when we were younger. So. Let's watch the movie, and then I'm triggered by the relationship with his father and the confusion, and I'm I'm thinking like, well, the the homosexual relationships were fact, but they certainly weren't healthy. Even even I mean, one takeaway. I'm not trying to spin the movie because I don't even. I mean, people make a movie. There's lots of messages in the movie. It depends on who's observing it. So it's perception again. My perception is reality, right? So at least it's reality to me. So I don't know if this benefits you, but I look at that and I see, well, 
Uh, I don't understand this homosexuality relationships, but I can tell you one thing is they certainly weren't all healthy. I mean, his, his manager relationship was bizarre. And that guy had turned out to be pretty evil and just disgusting in so many ways, right? And yet, if a heterosexual people were doing that, it would be just, it would be disgusting too. And so it's neither, it's not a judgment like homosexuality is bad and things. It's just how loving are people? So I did have on the big five personality and then neuroticism I talked about last time. I said to myself, you know, personality can fluctuate. These things fluctuate. So what's important? And I know we're all broken and we're never going to be fully transformed. So both my, my wife and I respect the scriptures and we're working things out and working out what does this mean. And so, we, of course, I just recently read about how we are being transformed, which is an English grammatical thing as the process of, and I don't know how the Greek is and I haven't studied it, but I will accept that there was a good translation and that it's a process because that seems to line up with everything else. It's not a, just a one-off, like, boom, you're transformed. You now have faith, so you're a disciple, and boom, you are now everything that uh, you're supposed to be. Transactional. Make the transaction, and you're healed. And it's like, nah, not quite. There are some healings. We are healed of some things right away. But uh, this, this is the walking in the spirit issue, which is marinating because I'm feeling... I'm oppressed or I'm feeling uh, the opposite or the challenge in the spiritual world. So that's where I'm, I'm kind of thankful that this is marinating with me because I don't, I don't think I was giving the, or was, I don't think I was heading down the right full picture. And unfortunately I have to go through emotional pain myself to get the full picture. So I'm having to experience emotional pain or spiritual challenges <clears throat> to complete the message of walking in the spirit. And, and again, and that's my brain is already starting to move into another triggering thing. So I get triggered. I'm hyper responsive to things. Maybe it's just because I'm a sensitive soul and, and I'm an outlier on sensitivity. And I also want an outlier on just thinking about things. I'm an outlier on thinking deeply. And I sense that a lot of us want the, a deep relationships, deep meaning. And we seek, we get it from certain things. Um, we certainly, for me, a man, uh, uh, you can get it from your work. And I know it's like intellectually, I'm like, well, you don't get your identity from your job. But you also, when you're working, you're interacting, you're, you're um, working with people, hopefully. At least I do want to. And so it's a, people are challenging, not negative challenge, but it's just a joy, too, to work with people and get their ideas and see what kind of possibilities are can be put together and not having, okay, I'm drifting back to this limiting <laughs> beliefs, which 
is a psychological terminology, but if we spiritualize limiting beliefs, it's like, is there a God? That's back to God. Is there a God? So if there's a God, nothing's impossible, right? That's God can do anything, and we're just created beings, and we're mar- ma- um, marvelously created beings. We have amazing capability to freely choose to freak out on things or 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 whatnot and there's other human beings that we interact with and now there's seven billion of us on the planet so the the marinating message is walk in the spirit sola spiritu ambulato ambulatio it's latin right all these the the five solas are all latin they all start with sola so that resonates with me the sola scriptura you know only the bible you know the only problem there is that that one's been beaten up and people will pull texts and say see read this sentence in the bible sola scriptura and then they interpret it and jam it on you for uh, their agenda so sola scriptura on its own isn't good enough plus it's for the individual to it's for god's holy spirit the scripture says that god is alive a living god and we can have a relationship with him and i forget i don't I, it's not always in my forefront that's why i'm battling with this negativity and challenge and that's the the enemy element the enemy element which really needs to be in psychology in fact i mean some people call themselves christian psychologists but i wish they would just flat out say dudes yes we can work on what observe people and scientists have observed psychologically with people but a lot of it comes down to what we think. You know, there's always cognitive therapy. Well, think about cognitive therapy. Well, if the cognitive therapy doesn't start with, hey, do you believe that there's a God? And Yeah. Well, God has an enemy. And so a lot of the negative things in our life are because we're choosing to believe that certain things bring us pleasure and enjoyment. And when we go, just like the apple, it goes back to the apple in the garden. People don't like it. But it's like, hey, you're going to have knowledge of good and evil, which is a deep thought. I don't really understand that. It's probably a lifelong process. But um, eat the apple, you have the knowledge of good and evil. So it's the, the knowledge again. And I, maybe that does connect because I don't... I love one of my favorite things is 1 Corinthians 13 about Paul saying, like, look, if I do all these things have all knowledge and wisdom but I don't have love then I'm nothing so having the knowledge of good and evil is nothing so they chose the lie of getting nothing and that's how we got here now atheists people that don't believe that will have to come up with all kinds of excuses about that's not real or whatever and that's just man's way of trying to reach God or make up a God thing. I don't, I don't, I'm not going there. It's there. I acknowledge that people don't believe it, but that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. And that we only have faith by the grace of God. 
So I have faith, but I'm still struggling, right? So that's the challenge. Like, I, it's, it's not a matter of intellectually just saying, hey, I got faith. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's what we got. We got a guy checking out the TP'd house over here and taking a picture. That's good. Um, someone got their house TP'd. Arizona style. Tiny little lots of houses packed in next to each other. <laughs> that, that's another Arizona cultural thing. Is for the majority of us, we're really packed on small lots for some reason. We know there's like all this desert out here, but we do it. We we that's our style. So where was I going? Shoot, um, the sola, the six sola. The sola spiritu ambulatio. It's only by walking the spirit, which is not an easy thing because we have an enemy that works against us. And uh, if we believe him, then we uh, then we start going down the wrong road. What do you see, bud? Is there something underneath that bush? You smell something, huh, bud? What do you smell? And uh, so the six sola, sola, Spiritu ambulatio is from Galatians 5 and the fruit of the Spirit. So I'll, I'll tie it together with the five personality types. There's five or traits, I shouldn't say not types. And we all have elements of those five at different levels. So if you had a bar chart, that's how some of these things presented out, a bar chart of five columns and they go, they're you know high in this, low in that, average. It's just bars, and they, I say they fluctuate. And we'd probably generally have a steady state condition, and, but we move away from the steady state. Steady state's an engineering term for when things are all at rest type of thing. But you disturb it or put in some kind of perturbation, big word, right? If you perturbate a system, then it starts oscillating, so those columns can go up and down. Your personality traits can move up and down depending on your environment. Now, isn't that not true? Is that not true? That is true. It's got to be true. I mean, that's got to be undisputable, um, right? So do we focus on our steady state and say that, you know, you got to move from your steady state to some better personality trait? Anyway, back to the fruit of the spirit nine love joy so the better interaction in life for people for our interaction is to have that love not knowledge but love love joy how much joy do i have i you know if i'm under attack and i'm listening to lies i'm definitely was not experiencing joy a few hours ago and do I have the power to overcome that? Well, God says he's given us the power through his Holy Spirit. So I should be able to, and that's don't should people, right? It's shoulding. Don't should all over you. Um, I should intellectually acknowledge, like, wait a minute, that's a lie. I have the power through the Holy Spirit to overcome these thoughts. 
So let's do it. And uh, there's joy. There's peace. I have forfeited so much peace. And uh, walking buddy now and doing this podcast has helped me work through, get some peace, but I'm talking, so I'm not stuck with my thoughts. So when the podcast's over, I'm back in my head again. And I'm still in my head in this podcast, but it's, I'm getting it out of my head. I'm talking. I'm talking. Kindness. Be kind. Can I focus on the fruit of the Spirit, not the five personality traits. Let the five personality traits go. Let it go, Mike. Focus on the nine fruits of the Spirit. Because it's not love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, being gentle. Be gentle with myself. Don't be hard on myself. Be If I'm not gentle with myself, will I be gentle with other people? And are we good enough? The old psychological question and and people emphasize, you're good enough. You're adequate. Our adequacy comes from God. So there's, I kind of wish some of the psychological terms would be, include what doesn't seem to be included, which is God, right? So supposedly like 70% of the country or 80 or something is Christian religious here, but we certainly, I feel like our leaders let us down and this, I know we're getting, I'm getting close to the end of the podcast here, but my wife calls it. Um, I, I, uh, something that triggered me maybe a long time ago and uh, got me on this journey of writing. Hey, morning, Doug. The, uh, the journey of writing was this book called Radical. Because I just read it and I felt like this, it's just more of this doing, you know? And, and uh, you know, we got to do more. We got we to do the Great Commission. It's so imperative. And, that, and, and it just comes to me, it communicates to me like there's a God out there who's not involved in our daily lives. And that until you get out on the mission field, like in Africa or India or China or somewhere, you're just not good enough, right? Until you get there. And, 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 and these people are so smart enough to know that they would deny that. They go, oh, no, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, I'm not saying that, but you are saying it. That's how it's being communicated. And unfortunately, the dude came out with another book and it just came out and I saw it on Twitter and he's got a new book called Something Needs to Change with a subtitle of Make Your Life Count or something like that. And I'm like, this is a Christian leader, a pastor of a church and uh, a big one, he's popular. And I'm like, I just I read the title I see the subtitle. I don't want to read the book. I read some stuff about it. I read the intro on Amazon or something. It's like, I have no desire to read this. And what's odd is 
is it promises transformation. Read this book, it'll transform your life. Something like that. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to read this book because it's going to piss me off the whole time because the message is something like, go to the Himalayas. There's all these people being sex trafficked. Sex trafficked. And is that bad? Of course it's bad. But just be like Paul. This is what I don't get it. I end up arguing or I just tweet stuff, my feelings, because this is my, I'm one of seven billion people. And my opinion is just as valid as anyone else's. No, people may not agree with it. But in my heart and my soul, I'm like, dude, you're promising transformation by spending a whole book, making us spend hours reading this book about how you traveled there and there's maybe people before you. Oh, yeah, let's sing the praises of the people doing something, right? And you're going to write a book that says something needs to change about this stuff in India or the Himalayas. And, uh, Of course something needs to change. It's, the change needs to happen in each one of us. And we don't have to go to India. We don't have to go to the Himalayas. We don't have to like do sex trafficking stuff. We have our own battles right here, wherever we are. And I just feel like that's missing uh, with this glorification of the uh, the glorification of the mission people and the book will probably sell and it's not so much about selling it may be printed 500,000 copies or something crazy right so it's not about business and being being jealous of the business I'm just saying the message just sucks to me it's just it just it's just repulsive because I just it just continues the, the mantra that started seven years ago in Radical. It's just the same, same message, just with a little more color and flair to confuse the reader about how great and all, you know, numbers and statistics. It's not the message of the Bible that there's a living God and he's directing us where we should go. So I, I just have to reject this book. And most people don't have the problems I have with these books. They might, even my, my wife's like, well, she can listen to it and just blow it off. Or just like, yeah, okay, for some people it's fine. Um, so my inclusive strength, what I want to include everybody, it's like I read these books, I'm like, I can't include people in that. It's just not for everyone. So I can't get hyped up about how exciting that is. And really, I'm like, dude, you feel that way about it? Be like the Apostle Paul. Just go do it. Write it down somewhere. You know, talk about God's working. And don't virtue signal. That's that 2015 word that just came up, or phrase, concept. It's, I mean, it, it's just a new phrasing of something that's been around forever. But virtue signaling is saying, oh, well, you know, look, we all need to go to India, Himalayas. And then there'll probably be like one, that's really the message of the book because you're spending four hours reading it. And there'll be like one or two sentences in there that'll say like, oh, well, you know, 
Not everybody, obviously not everybody's going to go there. But you should do something like it. Well, why don't you write a book about the something like it? Because that's where the majority of us live, right? I mean, if, if you sold 500,000 copies of the book, and even if 5,000 people went to the specific places you talked about, you'd probably overwhelm them with, with goodness. And I just listened to a podcast yesterday with this guy named Ted Decker, who writes, he's written like 40 books, I haven't read any of them, but he was talking about how he grew up in the mission field in Indonesia 40 years ago. They brought the gospel to these people in the jungle and they thought it was a great thing. And then 20 years later, they come back and he's telling his dad, uh, it might've been better off if we didn't even bring the gospel to these people because it's just turned into some kind of nuttiness thing. And it's because I, I still think it's because the gospel is being presented as a system, as a, as a, as a behavioral change, a way of doing and then we're all trying to please, it's, there's, it's, it's all this, there's elements of truth. We want to please God. But it's, it's, that's where the sola spiritual ambulatio comes in, is we all have our own relationship with God, and we're not to be like comparing ourselves or getting power over one another by, you know, basically he's going back to Indonesia 40, 20 years later and whatever, and they're like, now they got the same problems that an American church would have, right? It's just this power struggles and who's controlling this and who's getting wealthy off of this or whatever, power and making themselves comfortable, right? Same old stuff. So I'm disappointed, I'm saddened, and it's part of, it's probably part of my mantra or marinating, not mantra, marinating in this message, making sure it's complete. So walking in the spirit includes there's another spirit that's working against us. And that's a hard one to shake. It's a hard one for me to shake. But maybe I'm coming out on the other end of it. Now, how can I write about it properly? Can I explain it in words and write it? I don't know. That's my challenge. So that's what I'm going through. I'm in the backyard. Uh, my wife made something, comment about uh, this new book and my response to it. She's like, Get off Twitter. It's like porn to you. <laughs> it's, and I'm like, we'll see. It might be like porn to me. It's an addiction or it's like, a, it's like I get riled up. The next, but you got to take that one step further is sadly, when I, if I go, if I keep going to the same church, they love this author of this book and it's porn to me. So I find that humorous. It's like, sorry, honey, I can't go to church anymore because it's like going to watch porn. It's a porn addiction. <laughs> so how about that for an epithet on killing off the Southern Baptist Convention? Southern Baptist Convention, going to their churches is like watching porn to me. Wow, that's, that's really attractive, right? So um, in full disclosure, I do not have a porn addiction, and, and I, I guess it's real. So, I mean, I gotta look at my Gaussian distribution curves. I'm way on the left on watching porn because like, I really, I, ha I have issues. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I, I have incredible amount of issues. It's just watching porn is not one of them. But that doesn't, you know, my issues are probably worse than watching porn, I, you know, as, as sadly as it is. But that, that, that's not fair either because 
if you've listened to this and you have struggled with watching porn, I feel f- bad for you, so I'm not making fun or light of it because probably, that's probably your battle. It could be your battle. And sadly, it's, I have my battle which seems worse than that, but maybe, maybe it's not worse than that. Um, so um, that's that. So I, I don't know how, whether this podcast was worthwhile or not, but I did it, and it's over. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and put it out there as what? What are we going to call this thing? The, uh, the spiritual battle. The, uh, the, big, the big, biggest positive takeaway is, is the fruit of the Spirit, not the f- big five. So let me try to do that. Let me try to walk in the Spirit and have the fruit of the Spirit and think Gaussian that I'm not going to get it perfect. I just got to get it started. But I've already got it started too. So it's not just getting it started. It's already been started. I've already been walking in the Spirit to some extent. And the transformation is a process. It's not an event. So that's probably a better um, title. The transformation is a process, not an event. There you go. I like that. Okay, everybody. Grace and peace to me. I need grace and peace. And if I'm walking in grace and peace, then you'll feel it. You'll know it. And you'll be encouraged to experience your own grace and peace. So there you go. Have a great uh, day if you listen to this. Uh, and and uh, let's keep moving forward. Thanks. Bye-bye.